What makes an animal? If it has a brain? <laughs> Does a water bear have a brain? <laughs> do ants have a brain? They do. Do they? Hi everyone, this is And Then It Got Weird. I am Elise and uh, I am your host, creator, and editor. And this is why it took a day later than usual to upload the stuff. Um, I had a bit of a hectic weekend actually. My daughter had a piano, her first piano recital. Uh, so that was really nice. And uh, the day before, we had some furniture delivered, so the house was in a bit of a disarray well, anyway uh i have this episode that i recorded with carol and it was like about three hours of audio and uh, we had a lot of fun recording it uh it's about reincarnation but we end up going all over the place and uh, there's some outtakes i think i'm just going to release them separately i think it's maybe kind of stupid <laughs> we thought it's stupid but i think they're maybe like kind of like stoner thoughts kind of thing and um, I'm sure everybody to a certain point at least has ent- entertained these questions uh, uh, so that is all I think I have to say for this episode and please enjoy uh, so you know the afterlife <laughs> what <laughs> there's no segue <laughs> um uh, there's like different i'm just gonna keep going there's like less there's, there's different like beliefs that people have you know about like not even afterlife like what happens after you um kick the bucket mm-hmm. very delicate <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen uh, like my bio teacher, I told you that showed us the clip from Ghost. Yep. Where the that's... little demons come over <laughs> and take the bad guy's soul. And he's like, he's a bio teacher. And he's telling us about the cycle of life. I told you, right? Like, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what happens. And he rolls in the TV and he shows the clip from Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. And then there's like, um, for example, like reincarnation also, you know. Mm-hmm. We were raised Catholic. Yes. We're not supposed to really believe in reincarnation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about reincarnation? <laughs> I know it's like it's a cultural thing, but also like as mm-hmm. personally, do you have any thoughts about it or anything? Um, I mean, it'd be cool as long as you don't get reincarnated into like a plant that is under the care of Carol. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the issues i have with the whole reincarnation thing well Uh one of the 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 things that i can't make sense of is so if we're all reincarnated how there's for humans at least right there's a larger population now than there has ever been right so where supposedly where have all these new souls come come from yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so that's just one of the, the things that like doesn't really add up right right if if i were to believe in that yeah that's another thing too like i was thinking about the the numbers don't seem to add up mm-hmm. not you know I, it's always those you know it's like a question of faith also i mean of course like i said you know there's a religious type which you know i'm not you know i can't say anything because religion is such a 
personal and cultural uh, thing. But also there's the people that, I guess, more in a secular way, believe it, or like in a new age way, believe that stuff. Um, personally, like same as you, I'm like, does it add up? But um, have you heard about the cases of people that say that they remember their past lives? You know, they, they have something happening and then someone says maybe it's your past life. And then they go into maybe like hypnosis tends to happen and then they start talking. You know, those type of cases? Um, Maybe from like movies and shows and that kind of stuff. But nothing really real life. Some people do that. And also people say that um, little kids, like they remember kind of what happened before they were born or something. But then there's a famous case, I think probably the most famous case mm-hmm. um, of this little girl named uh, Shanti Devi. I hope I'm not mispronouncing her name. Um, and this case is really kind of left me a bit stuck. It's kind of situations where I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. okay, so she was born in 1926, you know, so she was a child during the 30s. She was a little girl that didn't really speak much. So she kind of have kind of seemed to have like kind of like a speech problem that, you know, mm-hmm. some kids have like delayed speech, you know. Yeah. So it happens. Um, so she was like that. But when she did start talking, she would say things that alarmed her whole family. She would say things like, this is not my real home. I have a husband and a son in Mathura, it's a city. I must return to them. So she kept talking about her past life, which, you know, suddenly her vocabulary seemed to like expand from what she had. She hadn't spoken really. And then suddenly she has like this really developed, uh, uh, vocabulary and like she's expressing herself really well and this a lot of it is about mm-hmm. her past life oh she didn't say past life how she said that she's like in the wrong house or like with the wrong family uh-huh. things that kind of would worry her parents who did believe in reincarnation but they thought that it's a bit too much you know the fact that she's saying it as if it's something that's very present for her it was a bit mm-hmm. much but it continued like simple things would bring memories of this life that she was talking about like for example she would eat a meal uh, that reminded her of foods that she used to enjoy you know uh-huh. and uh, she'll complain to even about um, the the clothes her mom will dress her in like the fabric yeah they were not they were uh, poorer side you know um, mm-hmm. so the clothes that you can afford and the fabrics of course are different than people that have more money and then she would her mom would dress her in some clothes and she would say like oh this is not as nice as the clothes that i used to wear before and the, the mom would be like uh. what the you know be like what and she would say like she her clothes that she wore were like this and then she kind of described but it's weird because they're saying like how does a little kid even know what a better fabric is or like a right. different texture especially she hasn't really seen it you know and she's four mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it you know it's it was um alarming her parents and also it was just you know it's really weird and they were, they were just thinking like why why is it like that and actually it started to become a bit of a uh like a crutch you know in everyday life to have to hear this all the time you know can you imagine yeah. like you have your kid and they have maybe like a little fantasy but then they just keep going on and on with it you know mm-hmm. it's like it got old you know <laughs> <laughs> So this kept happening, and her parents kind of discouraged her a bit from this, and uh, but she wouldn't quit. So what happened is that she ran away from her house, actually, when she was six years old. 
Oh my god. She was trying to get to the city where she said that she used to live, called Mathura. And actually, it's like a kind of higher level place. It's like a, a bit more upscale, let's say. Okay. So it's like, how does she even know that place? They haven't talked about that, you know. Mm-hmm. And they did find her and they brought her home. And she, this just became even, it got even stronger, this whole. She kept talking in school even. She would say that she was married and that she had died actually 10 days after giving birth to a child. So she started oh. to get way more detailed. She said her name was Luji. And like I said, she died shortly after having a son. And she said that the birth was very painful. And uh, some surgical procedures were done to her. And, you know, she didn't make it in the end. Of course, this was concerning, you know. They brought her over to the headmaster, you know, in the school to talk mm-hmm. to her. If, <laughs> well, if you're the teacher, I mean, what would you think? Yeah. It's like way above your pay grade. <laughs> she talked to the headmaster using words from the dialect of the city that she said she was from. She did not know this before. So she started using, like I said, words. So it's kind of like new knowledge that she remembered. Yep. And she said the name of the merchant husband she had, named Kedar Nath, that, that's her husband's name. Mm-hmm. The headmaster, he located the merchant who actually had that name and was in Mathura. And he had lost his wife, Lajit, nine years earlier. And it was 10 days after giving birth to her son. Oh, man. So it was all spot on. Yeah. You know, they let him know about this. And he was, I guess he he was intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. A meeting was arranged between them so that he could, you know, talk to her, that she could talk to him and see what happens, you know, because it was it was too much, you know. How old is the girl? When she was nine. Oh, okay. You know, she, she described her husband. Even she would say that he was fair skin, had glasses, and even that he had like a wart on his left cheek. Mm-hmm. A friend of the family uh, met up with, uh, contacted the guy who was supposed to be the husband mm-hmm. to kind of like test her knowledge if she was just saying stuff, and you know, if it was real what she was saying. Uh, when they brought the husband over to meet her, he's not the one that showed up. They brought a relative first. Okay. Kind of saying, okay, this mm-hmm. is your husband. But she said that, no, this is my husband's cousin. Oh, man. This was pretty shocking. And, of course, you know, and, uh, of course, uh, and what happened is the uh, husband and the child that he had with his wife that had passed away, uh, they they uh, showed themselves to her and... Uh, when she saw them, the little girl, she just started crying, you know, uh, because she was so, you know, happy to meet them again. And uh, the husband, he requested to talk to her on his own and uh, to talk, you know, a one-on-one to talk about some, some you know, details, I guess, of their, their like, yeah, life as partners, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said that everything was just perfectly answered. And he says that oh, he, wow. right? I mean, he says that he mm-hmm. found the replies to be like really uh, to be correct, and he started. He was moved to tears even because it said that it was as though his dead wife was speaking to him. Uh, so, at that, uh, um, because of this, uh, they, the man started to trust her. You know that she wasn't lying and everything. So they felt comfortable with each other, and 
he and the son they stayed with her for some days before they had to return you know back to their their city uh, the girl would start pleading to her parents like you know please let me go let me go because that's my home that's where I'm supposed to be and uh, you know the, the parents said no, obviously she's not gonna go there but she said I can even take you there I know where my house is so they agreed to that and uh, she it, it seems that uh, maybe to persuade them even more she told them that you know I have a box of money that's buried in the house too so she gave that detail the story started to get more and more famous mm -hmm. they started to reach you know all the media outlets and other people too in India and uh, even uh, Mahatma Gandhi heard of the story you know it was it was said that you know this is true you know it, she, the girl is not lying so uh, Gandhi uh, set up a commission to investigate this case because it was catching so much attention mm -hmm. but also it could be kind of let's say a bit of a proof that something does happen this way you know um it's kind of like i guess the shroud of turin right right you know what i'm talking about right oh okay what's it called that's the one that has that supposedly covered jesus after he was uh, killed and there's yeah so like it has been tested it's been taking around different mm -hmm. places to be tested and the church didn't allow it because i guess it's kind of like you know it depends on what the, res the results are it can be I guess it could kind of prove something, you know. Um, yeah. So in this situation, it was a little bit like that. They thought, you know, this is getting really uh, famous and a lot of people are hearing about it. We need to make sure that it doesn't get any bigger before this turns out to be like some type of hoax. Mm -hmm. So they decided to set up a commission to investigate. And uh, there was like a dozen researchers that would go around with her. Uh, when they decided to go to the city, that she said that her house was in, they all went with her too. Okay. There were some uh, uh, writings from the investigators that they, you know, they would write like some things that they saw. And for example, one of them says uh, that once getting out of the railway station, the girl was put in the front seat and our carriage went ahead of all the others. Necessary precautions were taken that no pedestrians should be allowed to lead the way. The driver was instructed to follow the route indicated only by the girl, without caring as to where he was. Now, following her instructions, they had no problem reaching the place where the man that had been her husband and her son lived in. She arrived at the place. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. And even along the way, she noted some streets that had changed over the time. They were kind of in development, right? Mm -hmm. So they were not... Yeah, they were not paved, and she would point out, oh, you know, this street has changed. They used to be, they, they used to be paved. It's like, oh, these buildings are new, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she was led into the house, and she uh, ran upstairs and just went straight to a corner of a room and told her husband, hey, you know, here is the box, the box I want you to take it out. It turned out that it was the box that she had told her parents she had money buried in. There was money in there? So the husband, what he did is he opened up the flooring and he did find uh, a small box. Uh, but it was uh, empty. And what Shanti did is like she began looking inside the hole and she was like, wait, you know, maybe it's not in the box. Maybe it's around. Uh, but at that 
moment her husband well her husband I'm saying her husband <laughs> the husband of, of uh, Laji the lady that had passed away he was he had no choice but to admit that he had taken the cash from there after the wife died so she was upset about that you know mm-hmm. I mean the, the amount of uh, detail though that she knew you know yeah that's like right like if you go to a house that you haven't been to before or like you know talking like for example if I think that it's a hoax mm-hmm. like I don't know like if you go in there at least once would you remember what corner you put in the stuff well maybe yeah maybe you would remember yeah I think if anything it would be all the details that she provided while on the way there right of like how the place used to be and you know someone could have taught her like told her say these things and stuff like that because they had memory of how the the area used to be but then a little kids i mean i don't know how well little kids can memorize uh all of that and then repeat it and say it correctly uh, depending on how much, I guess, coaching they, they've they had in, you know, if people told them what to do. Right. Um, there's that, you know, that point of view that maybe she could have been really well coached. Um, I think the difference between this and other cases is that other other situations that people, that people can talk about some past life or something, like I said, under some type of... Uh, hypnosis or something but this was a little girl that had been talking about it for years like she she was awake it wasn't like a dream you know Mm -hmm. so you know that's one of the things that uh and along with the details as you said you know yeah uh that kind of a little bit it it could kind of i don't personally believe in believe in i don't necessarily think that uh, reincarnation happens but when you start re- listening to all this stuff it's like oh my god what you know yeah yeah that's too much you know especially for so long i mean what little kid goes along with something for like years <laughs> they get bored yeah they find a new thing and move on yeah i mean she was talking about since she was like four and then she's like nine you know it's a really long time to keep up a ruse you know mm-hmm. you could one could say that <laughs> And, you know, while she was in the meeting with the whole fa- with the family, you know, over there with her family, she started talking more about things that she knew. Um, for example, uh, uh, she would tell some really extremely detailed, intimate information. And also, for example, stuff like the extramarital affairs of some family members that Ooh. people were not supposed to know. She would say, like, oh, you know, I know this happened and this person had an affair with that and that. So she's letting out all this type of stuff, you know. Dang. She had all the tea. And she did. <laughs> she's just, like, talking about it, too. Maybe that's the part that's, like, a little kid still. Just kind of, like, blurred out stuff. <laughs> you know, and like I said, you know, this type of stuff, it kind of makes you wonder, like, oh, you know, is there something to it, you know? Yeah. Um, And how could it happen, even, you know? Um, And uh, this is something that seems to be like a general belief uh in hinduism is that like for example sometimes you know 
let's say in our waking life or you know let's call it that Mm. that's not a term it's like a term that i'm making up right now waking life you know (laughs) the one that we're in in right now (laughs) Um, sometimes we're like drawn to certain people and places that kind of you feel like you know this is calling me or something Uh like you know kind of like when you meet someone and you're like oh my god i can connect with this person so well you know the chemistry is really good i feel like i've seen you you know i feel like i met you so many years ago you know kind of like that Hmm. you know those type of feelings it's kind of like you know there's a belief that it's because it's the that person and you had to do it were connected you know in a past life um. um yeah so you know for us in general for us in let's say the what you know western culture um we kind of think as uh, the soul i mean if we believe in the soul it's kind of more like a i guess more like straightforward way you could say like you know you, you you're a person and then you die and then your soul like, you know, like, let's say it lives on forever, but, like, you kind of go somewhere, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems that for other people that believe in reincarnation, it's not, like, that straightforward and it's not that simple. Like, there's a lot of things that could happen, um, you know, after a person dies with their soul, you know? Yeah. So, some people say... No, sorry. So, the belief is that... Um, the belief that uh, would explain this is that um, like when a person goes through rebirth, when the baby is born, the infant, you know, it takes the first breath of air and that's when a, it becomes like a breathing being, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you take that breath, supposedly like your brain and your body kind of react to like being alive now cuts off like any detailed memories of your past life or whatever it's kind of like you like a reset button you know you're oh, born okay. and you take a breath and you reset you know majority big, big majority of, of people don't remember this kind of stuff but some people for some reason or another like they don't end up doing the reset properly mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of it, it makes the person kind of remember all those things from like a past life you know which is really rare but apparently it could happen within the belief that this is even possible in the first place yeah Mm. of course uh, this is shocking this was shocking for everyone even for people that believed in reincarnation Mm -hmm. so anyway so uh, the girl stayed there you know and uh, she even visited the wives the wives you know the past life you know the past life let's call it um, uh, the past life lady (laughs) her parents home she could even uh, oh okay yeah, so, like, the person that she was supposed to be for, you know, she had parents, and she picked them out of a group of 50 people. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, that's my mom, and that's my dad. And then she went up and hugged them, and, you know, they started, you know, crying. There were those that were taking these things into account, you know. Um, but also, let's say, let's call them, like, journalists. Like, they were there with her, and they're writing, oh, you know, this happened, and she know, she could pick them out. She knew where the, the uh, she knew about the affairs, and she knew where the little box was, all these type of things. Um, it's, we have to also believe in them, too. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, you have to believe in, in them actually reporting the truth. Yeah, exactly. But also, it's more than one person. It was like 10 people. 
So would they all lie? You know. Hmm. Well, yeah. it's also that um, there's like that susceptibility that people fall for. Like if there's like five people saying, yeah, it's this way, it's this way, this way. And then that one person like tends to much more easily fall for or like much more easily go with that uh, agreed decision. I guess you can say that there's like a possibility of a hoax, but it's a bit much. I keep saying that because I was reading, I was like, what, really? You know, this type of stuff happens. You know, um, so uh, what is what I want to say? Okay, so you know, after she met her, the parents of of the alleged previous life, uh, she said that she wanted to stay there in the city a bit longer. But the current parents, mm-hmm. um, they they told her no, she can't stay. You know, and they just brought her back home. And you know, in the report, it said that the commission that was doing the investigation. Uh, on behalf of the government as well, you know, they were, it, it was it was a pretty serious investigation that they wanted to go through. They said, you know, they found that there was no rational explanation for what they had witnessed. Mm. They left it at that. From then on, years later, a newspaper contacted her, you know, to follow up on what had happened. And at the time, she was 32 years old. Oh, she never married, and she was li- into like living a quiet spiritual life, you know. Mm. And uh, and she didn't seem to have earned any money from this type of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that, and uh, so you know she she didn't really call attention to herself anymore. And, uh, turn, and, uh, wait, sorry. Eventually, you know, um, she died age 61 in 1987. Uh, but beef. Oh, and, uh, her story is kind of, uh, is more widely known because there was a Swedish author that mm-hmm. wrote a book about her. And that's how it kind of got introduced to the Western world. It was a really popular book about her life. Um, uh, You know, he doesn't seem to really say his personal opinion. But more like to explain uh, what supposedly could have been the reason. And, you know, the fact the the way that she uh, she experienced, you know, this type of stuff. Mm. That's so... It's like one of those things, like one of those things that you can't really explain away because you can you can say like, oh, you know, she was coached or um, you can say a bunch of excuses. But then like you would have to say so many excuses throughout the whole story as well Mm. to, you know, to explain everything that's that's happened with her. Yeah, uh, there. It kind of makes me wonder, you know, um, because it, it's like a lot of, you know, it's it's a lot. <laughs> and yeah. uh, she kind of re- let's say retired from the spotlight, you know, 
to live a quiet life. So what was there to gain from this? Right. So what do you mm. think? Does re- so, I mean, I guess it depends on the beliefs that certain cultures or religions might have about reincarnation, but um, when you reincarnate, is there like some time that passes from when you die in one life and when you're born in the other life? Right. It or is it kind of like, like a <laughs> die, you live again, die, you live again? I don't know the detail about that, but in this case, it seemed like the the previous life, who the mm-hmm. woman who allegedly was her previous life, had died before she was born. Mm-hmm. You know, so it seems that there was like a time gap. You know. Mm. Mm. If you were her, like mom. If you're the kid's mom, mm-hmm. how would you, like, feel? How, like, would you try to stop this whole thing at a certain point? Like, would it make you uncomfortable? Uh, well, first of all, yeah, like, you know, for starters, the fact that my kid seems to not talk before they're four, already I would be concerned in general. Not not just about the reincarnation thing, but like something's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm. From I mean, just starting from the... I, I don't think that's connected to like the whole past life thing, but you know, starting from there, I, I think as a parent, if, if Shanti was my child, I'll be concerned about that. But then like suddenly she starts talking and then she's saying all these things. <laughs> I think I would be... So concerned and like i've said before like i'm pretty uh, skeptic of things but i think i would mm-hmm. definitely i mean i will first go to like get some psychological evaluation mm-hmm. you know because it's good to have an imagination but it's you know it tends to be like for something to be like a disorder um it's like something that like everybody has right up to a certain level but when it starts to like disrupt your daily life and it becomes like a hindrance and then it's like when it's like oh this could actually be a disorder you know mm-hmm. like everybody feels anxiety you know it's a normal feeling um but then if it for example you know it gets in the way of your life like you can't go out or like you can't uh, you know go to like do do like the same normal everyday things because you're just crippled by it that's when you know it's a problem and the situation like it's just a little girl with an imagination okay that's good you know but then like if it's making life difficult if it's getting in a way like you can't even go to school without bringing it up mm-hmm. then i would be like really concerned like you know definitely have to go to like like a psychologist or something but i'm not gonna lie i would look for some spiritual help as well you know kind of like when you run out of choices <laughs> yeah just to be like let's just cover all the bases here <laughs> yeah let's you know how about you? Um, I I don't know. I feel like I might even feel creeped out. Oh, after, yeah. If it's like, you know, if this goes on for years and then she's just telling me stuff and then like stuff that supposedly, you know, is more of like an adult world. And like she's just talking, talking. 
And she's obviously never heard it, like, from home or, like, anywhere else because she just hangs out with kids or, like, us, right? Right. And I'd be like, what the heck is going on here? I'll, I'll be taking out my cross, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, this type of stuff. There's other cases, too. I remember hearing about this case, which I don't have the details on right now. But it was a... It was a little kid that he he was really little, I think like four, like really really little, and like he would start he would start getting like these um first of all he he liked to play with like planes and stuff like that like those little you know like a lot of little boys tend to do, and then mm-hmm. he started he started having like these like night terrors you know like sometimes little kids have that it's like a nightmare or work but like worse you know. Um, because, you know, their brain is developing at such high speed, you know, when mm-hmm. they're little. Like, they're just, their brain is, like, just working, like, crazy. Like, more than us at this point. It's just growing and just, like, absorbing everything. So, I think that, you know, a lot of stuff is going on. So, it makes sense that their dreams are really, you know, um, scary. And because they're little, so they don't usually explain well what happened. They just, like, freak out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and so the little boy started to say, like, no, he he would start to have nightmares, and he started to say that it was because uh, um, he'll feel like he's getting burned or whatever. And you know, to make Ooh. the story short, he said that he was a fighter pilot during World War Two, and uh, his plane was shot down. That was in America. But the parents started to get concerned, mm-hmm. you know, because it didn't stop. Same thing as the little girl; it wasn't stopping. And it was making the mob scared, you know, especially because the kid yeah. was like crying. Like he was like actively suffering, you know. Oh man! So what they did is they took him to. They, basically, he was able to describe the exact model of the plane that he had, and then uh, in a map, he pointed out the island that he said he was shot down at. And he would uh, give hints about the person that was his friend also, that was also with him when he died. And the parents, eventually, they went to look for records and stuff. And, like, basically everything was on point. Oh, man. Mm, his initials were on point. The initials that he said he had. Uh, the plane, the way that he died, and the location. And the other person oh, that man. was with him. He was like, I feel so bad for the parents. Like, That's what awful. do you do to try to help your child? I saw, actually, I saw the interview on this um, this special about the afterlife stuff. I mean, sorry, mm-hmm. reincarnation stuff. And they interview the parents. And, you know, they start to describe everything that was happening. <laughs> I feel bad, as you said. Like, oh my God. You know, it's like you feel yeah. your kids going crazy. It's like already on, like, a normal, like, without those kind of issues. Like, I'm pretty sure parents feel like desperate sometimes like how can I help my kid or like you know how can I help them have like a better life that kind of stuff without like that's without adding in all this extra extra worry like yeah it's like definitely true like you know for my kids so like if something happens like I think like I I start to think like oh my god they're gonna grow up to be like a serial killer (laughs) like really like you know you start to think about the small thing they do and then you you start to just look leap into like years forward and you think like, oh my God, you know, I'm raising my kid wrong and they're gonna 
end up in jail or like <laughs> someone, you know so you're always like scared of like oh also like if you do something too you're like oh my god i fucked my kid up you know yeah um, so yeah if your, if your kid is if your kid is saying all this type of stuff it's scary it's gotta be scary mm-hmm. um but with this little boy though the little american boy what happened eventually was uh and i saw him being interviewed too um basically what happened is he forgot about everything as he got older like as he hit um oh, okay yeah he says he doesn't remember he doesn't remember talking about it or anything about the alleged past life or even the fact that he would talk about it he doesn't remember it's all like erased you know the parents of course don't remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty traumatized i know but the kid he doesn't so and they say that if you had a past life again assuming that you believe into in this um, if you have a past life memory thing that's very um, vivid, eventually it does go away as you get older. You know. Mm. The thing with the little girl, um, and Sh- uh, Shanti, it didn't go away. Even when she was a grown-up, they met her again in her 30s. She still believed in it. And all throughout her life, she was sure that... So her memory stayed fresh. Yep, her memory stayed fresh. So that's the difference, you know. There, I mean, there's people that research it, and actually, is this guy who was a, who was a professor actually, uh, psychiatry, which makes me either confused, you know, kind of like mm, what you know, psychiatry, and you. So he was a professor of psychiatry at the University of Virginia, mm-hmm. the School of Medicine, and <laughs> he was the former chair of the Department of Psychiatry and Neurology. Oh, wow. And, you know, aside from that, like, career, uh, research-wise, he's, he dedicated basically the majority of his life, of his career, to finding evidence about reincarnation. Until he died in 2007. Um, so mm. he has passed away. But he has spent, like, spent, you know, years uh, researching this. And uh, according to his claims, his name is uh, Dr. Stevenson, according to what his claims are, he says that he found over 3,000 examples of reincarnation during his time. And he shared these with the scientific community. Um, now, if they believe him or not, that's another topic. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he did put his job on the line, let's say, you know. Right. Uh, he published a study um, named uh, Birthmarks and Birth Defects Corresponding to Wounds on Deceased Persons. In that study... He used uh, facial recognition to analyze similarities between claimants and their alleged prior incarnation and studied also birthmarks. Oh, if like they were born with the same birthmark and stuff? Yeah. Uh, about birthmarks too, that's funny though. Like, me and my husband have like the same little birthmark in the middle that we have. <laughs> we have a little birthmark and we have both have the same one. Oh, really? And, yeah, we do. And on our chin, he has one and I have one too. You know, I have one. But his is a little bit lower, but it's, it's the same. You mean same a beauty mark? Story. Yeah, sorry. Did I say birthmark? Oh, okay. I mean a beauty mark. Yeah, you said birthmark. You could say, like, oh my god, that's something. But the thing, you know, about it being, like, not re- causation, but correlation. Mm-hmm. So I could, what I could say in the situation is that he has a lot. So, mm. you know, it's like a broken clock is right twice or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chance that it was going to be around there close to mine. Because <laughs> I don't have that many, but he has a lot. So, you know, I I, could, I just debunk that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So this doctor, in a study, he said that um, about 35% of children who claim to remember previous lives have birthmarks and or birth defects that they uh, attribute to wounds on a person whose life the child remembers. Oh. According to him, 210 cases investigated for these reasons. He kind of goes into detail. He says that the birthmarks were usually areas of hairless, puckered skin. Uh, some areas of little or no pigmentation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's kind of like scar were... tissue looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So others were areas of increased pigmentation. So it's like hyperpigmentation in some parts. Mm-hmm. This is from his, re- from his study. It says, in cases in which a deceased person was identified, the details of whose life unmistakably matched the child's statements, a close correspondence was nearly always found between the birthmarks and or birth defects on the child and the wounds of the deceased person. In 43 of 49 cases in which a medical document, usually a post-mortem report, was obtained, it confirmed the correspondence between wounds and birthmarks or birth defects. Mm. I guess my only question about that would be, does that mean only certain people get reincarnated? Or because yeah. if if it's by that, then wouldn't like today's generation just be full of like scars everywhere? Unless you're carrying only over from like one life before, but then like what if mm-hmm. you get like die in some gruesome way? Yeah. The thing is, like he searched out cases of reincarnation, so it's kind of like you're looking for something. It's like you look for something to fit your your idea. Recently, I was uh, was listening to this this uh, case that seems to be a wrongful conviction case, and when you look back at the police work done, it was like, oh my god, there's like these a lot of other leads. For some reason, they were ignored, and they just kept focusing on this one person of interest, you know. And uh, oh, it's another decoration. Okay, and it's it's you know it's kind of confusing. Like, mm-hmm. oh wait, there's all these other leads. Why did they just ignore those and? keep going on with this person they didn't you know the lawyer talking about it and he says something really interesting he said that you know we all do it to a certain point um not that it's okay but it's it's a real thing first of all it's real it's it happens you know to say oh no you know they, they were all the, the investigation was 100 percent clean it's like no because it happens why because for example if we for example, if we want to buy, I don't know, like a car, for example, uh-huh. and you like this car that you saw, mm. you know, you like it for whatever reason, you're like, oh my God, I like this car. But then when you go buy a car, you're thinking, you know what? No, you know, I need a car that has these, these um, specifications. And you go looking for that. Mm-hmm. In the end, even if a car does seem to have the specifications that you want, you kind of find a way mm-hmm. to make the car that you actually want be the one that you that you quote quote need you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. you end up buying what you already want because you're going in with like a biased opinion sorry mm-hmm. and other choices aren't necessarily going to um meet the expectations you have because of that car that you saw in this kind of situation i feel like maybe there's a possibility that this professor was already already going into cases that seemed that could prove the idea that he had about reincarnation being real. You know? Yeah. 
because also he explains about the thing like he explains uh i saw an interview with and he was on it too first of all i was impressed because of the fact that he's a professor of psychiatry you know in a university um and he's deciding to talk about this but the way that he was explaining it it's kind of like oh you know I found this that proves whatever because of this and this and this. He didn't say, I found this and that, and then this and that. But the majority that I found was the ones that are proving. And uh, that would that would back my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or even opinion is not a good word. It, that would back my hypothesis. You know, seems to be more of this type. It, he wasn't like really being unbiased. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's saying like, oh, this is what proves... But then he's not saying, oh, this is what this proves, you know. So. I felt. Like, I felt I was kind of let down by my expectation of his interview. <laughs> when I saw it. Because I just kept thinking, wait, he's not explaining it in an unbiased way. He's obviously trying to sell us on the point that he thinks that he found something. You know, brilliant reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very strange, though. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> so, that's it about the case of the little girl. That maybe could prove uh, reincarnation is real for those of that uh, for those people, I guess, are more inclined to already believe in it. Yeah. You know, I, I just thought about something right now. Like, yeah, you have to be kind of inclined that it's even an option because if you're from, like, another maybe background or you were raised in, like, for example, a very, um, I don't know, Christian household, for example, you would think that it's, like, a demon or something, right? Yeah. The whole, like, exorcism thing would come into play. Yeah, like, the only if I'm going to believe in something supernatural, reincarnation is not the only answer. It could also be like a demon or something. If I'm going to go that way. Right? Yeah. I mean, because you're already believing in something that's not like visible to the... I mean, it's not something that you can see for a like fact. a supernatural thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a supernatural thing. Um, so you could go with any of those explanations. What if it's like a ghost that's just possessing the, possessing the person? of the lady yeah not a reincarnation like you know of course like i said again suspending belief in a lot of things Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. but you know what then that's weird how it's uh you know in every single article that i found about this is always uh, written of as the case of the reincarnated whatever the case that uh makes reincarnation seem possible or like you know it's always just the word reincarnation 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 when actually it could just be mm. like a ghost or like a demon yeah. or something like that in a supernatural explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because they, they frame it in that way, you're more inclined to just go for what they're saying instead of kind of like taking a step back and giving another supernatural excuse for it, you know, explanation for it. Yeah, I just thought of that right now. I feel like if you say reincarnation, it might be a little bit more believable than just ghost. How come? 
I think because, I mean, I was going to say because it's part of like certain religious beliefs, but then technically are ghosts part of the possessions? No, right? They're not like, well, possessions, that's more like a demon, but not necessarily like ghosts. You know, I'm thinking right now, and I could be wrong. This is a hot take. <laughs> All right. Wait, hold on a second. I had an actual hot take sound thingy. <gasps> nice. Hot take. I'm thinking that maybe it's like the whole, um, it's more exotic that way. There, How many stories? Why? All right. <laughs> the word exotic. Hey, the guy asked you, like, huh? What was it? The guy asked oh, you. I'm getting triggered <laughs> by the word exotic. Uh, it's so weird. It's like, oh, you. Oh, I was going to. Something about, like, oh, I was going to say, because you look pretty exotic. I'm like, okay. Thanks. I definitely need. I thing. definitely need people to like, point out that I look different it, than other people. Like you know, like thanks. Exotic. Thanks like, for making me feel like I'm part of. You know, in a positive way. Like it's easy to uh, of everyone. Out in a good way, but it's like weird to just go up and tell that to someone. It's like that. That's a human. <laughs> it just seems like it's very. It, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's a very like objective like, like you know, in that way. word. You know, I don't think it should really be used for humans. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Also, like exotic, it's, dude. It's America. Like, there's a lot of Latinos in America. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Why and it was in like, like an Asian marketplace where there, where it's I'm already like another like a way to hit on someone, like race there. So like, maybe. In your culture, it yeah. could be accepted. <laughs> I hope not. He was with his freaking like girlfriend. Seeing what you answer, like. <laughs> Still is someone wondering, though. <laughs> I can't really buy into it. Oh, God. It. Buy into it sounds maybe offensive. Because people actually believe in it. Like if, like I said, you know, if it's your religion and you're brought up with that, then, you know. Of course. But if I go into, from like. So that's the point that I'm coming from. And maybe you too, because we weren't necessarily brought up thinking about reincarnation. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, supposed right. to be, no. Because they're supposed to like die and go somewhere. If anything, isn't reincarnation like a big no-no for like Christians? Figure again in judgment. <laughs> I like how it's like the judge, the last judgment. It's like, oh my god. And they're like, mm. hey, have you heard about the whole thing? I don't know if you heard about this. But like, when, <laughs> supposedly, like, when we all, like, when Jesus comes back to earth and stuff, when we're supposed to mm-hmm. be sorted out into, like, so this is weird because don't we, like, die on a <laughs> sorting hat? Like, don't we, like, already die and get sent somewhere? Like... That sounds like Hogwarts. <laughs> so is everyone just, like, in purgatory then? Or do they get to chill? So you just kind of wait around? And supposedly purgatory's not a thing yeah. anymore. Is, is that why ghosts are, like, <laughs> scary people? Because <laughs> they're... You know, these things change a lot, so I'm not even worried about being right or wrong. 
<laughs> I don't know from Christian, whatever Protestant, like I'm talking about Catholics. Like we change it all the time, so I'm not even worried. <laughs> um, yeah, and like the, it's supposed to be like your whole life is shown in front of you in the Last Judgment, but it's like <laughs> in front of other people too. It's like ultimate shaming. I used to be so scared. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's yeah. It's gonna be like showing this moment. <laughs> me eating chocolate chip because cookies at eleven thirty p.m. It's like <laughs> in so front of everyone. Was, it's something that really extended my mind since I was a little kid. That I, I learned about that, and really, I was thinking like, oh my god, like. People are going to see this, that I'm, what I'm doing right now, they're going to see it eventually. You know, everyone. So it would, maybe it worked. No, I'm like, it kind of did stop me from doing some stuff. Like, I don't want, I know people are going to see this eventually. Mm-hmm. There's no way of hiding. So it made me, like, not do stuff. But, <laughs> like I said, that was when I was a little kid. So if it worked, it was only for, like, a few years. <laughs> I stopped caring. Um, so I hope it's not true. <laughs> it's not fair. Like, if you die early, what? <laughs> um, can you... I'm sorry, can you pause for a second? Calling. Yeah, we took a little break and then we started to talk about stuff. <laughs> um, reincarnation. Is it real? <laughs> Reincarnation. Wait. Um, I don't know. And if it's real, Ooh. is it only contained to just something. humans? Or do you also get if reincarnated into animals? And then do you also get like reincarnated into plants? Of people. So if you use animals too, mm-hmm. then... It kind of adds up if you can count in the animal souls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there were already all these souls yeah, on Earth. And we've killed so many so far, animals. so, like, they balance out. So, when they're reborn into people. Then, what about those other animals? But then that also. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to consider like what is considered an animal, because technically, an, is an ant an animal? Is yes, it, right. Is an ant? <laughs> like I know that sounds stupid, but like I think so. Yeah, it's an animal. <laughs> Stop making me doubt myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So then, like, where was I going with this? <laughs> What are the what what, what about those like water? <laughs> what are they called? Let's talk about those little okay. yeah, are they animals or like <laughs> okay, so microbes? Are the ones that don't move, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and I thought I thought you were okay, judging you know, me I this whole time. Right I thought it was because of that, but it's more like because you also don't know. But I don't know how to explain it. So you know those plants that like eat animals? The ones that are like Yeah, yeah, like that move. 
Okay. Is it an edible? I know it's not. Yes. Like Venus flytrap. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> but it moves, I think it moves based on <laughs> stimulation. Um, so, <laughs> so I think... Mm, I don't know. What they makes do. an animal? If it has a brain? Does a water bear have, have you a brain? Really it a worm? I really a warm Do ants have a brain? No, I don't remember this. Do they? Like a little mushy? No. No. I dissected a sheep's brain and a frog and a cow. Well, I didn't dissect it, but I saw a cow's head. High school. And it's like nasty, like huge worm. Like the thickness of the worm was like thicker than my fucking thumb. It's like nasty. All right. This nasty thing is like a lot. <laughs> I said the length Aww. is like a lot. So already I'm. <laughs> I think this is the problem. The what? <laughs> um, yeah, I was like. Oh, I, very I descriptive. Like 10 inches long or something. Something super gross. <laughs> anyway, so it's, it was big enough that we can cut it open because we're supposed to dissect it. And there was like this little thread. And that was the brain. And so we had to be careful when we cut it. And then we opened it. And then it was like a little thread. Like going mm-hmm. across its like body. And the teacher was Wait, like, what does the brain look like? I guess it needed a control center. Like a very basic control center. Oh. So do water bears have brains? Wow. So I'm seeing characteristics of living things. So nutrition. They need to like have nutrition, take in nutrition. Oh, oh process by which organisms <laughs> obtain energy, right? Respiration, <laughs> the release of Do energy. Do fly traps Movement, poop? excretion. Do they? Excretion. I can't Do pronounce that. waste. Do they? Yep. What is it? Carbon monoxide. <laughs> A carbon monoxide. I mean, they have waste, right? Wait, what? Yeah, all plants have waste. <laughs> yeah, because they have they have like the potatoes. those like red and blue tubes. Uh, I don't know if it's actually red and blue one? tubes inside, but that's what like the. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> I'm Fi- not trying to Phyla- be stupid. Xyla. So like one of them brings up the ones that are kind of squareish. What are you talking about? Okay, so in the plants and plant cells, like one of the. Uh, is it plant cells or like no in plants like they have like this thing like brings up the nutrients from the ground and then they have this other one that takes nutrients out like um, the waste out from the plant i mean oh here it is plants contain vascular tissues xylem (laughs) which transports water and minerals up to the roots to the leaves and phloem which transports sugar okay never mind i'm stupid Please cut this all out. See, this is the thing. Like, I remember <laughs> things, but I don't remember them 100%. <laughs> That's why I realize, like, Love I say a lot of, like, I think, I think, I think, because seriously, it's I think. Nothing what is 100% is with me. I remember a lot of stuff, but I don't know all of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so as I was, this is what I was referring to, but my explanation was completely wrong. So the vascular tissues has 
That's xylem, which transports water and minerals, and then phloem, which transports <laughs> sugar and mo- sugar molecules so how does and it stuff throughout the plant. Um, so it's Research all like intake. Either. It's not waste. So do plants have waste? <laughs> Let me see. Might be. What if the only difference between animals and plants is just we poop? <laughs> see, I told you. I mean, it says... Plants produce two gaseous waste products, oxygen during photosynthesis and carbon dioxide during respiration. Excretion of (laughs) gaseous waste in plants takes place through. So is that their excretion? (laughs) Just carbon dioxide? (laughs) So they fart. (laughs) Plants fart. (laughs) We're so scientific. We should have gone into this field. Reincarnation. From recre- recreation, <laughs> from recreation, recreation, recreation. Big words. These words are too big for us. What was I saying? I can't remember. I don't know what word is the correct one anymore. But nothing's one hundred percent. My brains, <laughs> my brains done for the day. Okay, it's a big probably margin. for the month, and it just started. <laughs> nope by at least 20 percent um there's so like some truth sprinkled in there but right you gotta now. find it <laughs> the pooping i'm sorry what am i is that it i forgot oh what makes an animal an animal i mean that's what i just said so <laughs> yes poopy why do you focus on that nutrition respiration <laughs> movement excretion growth reproduction oh yeah and sensitivity like the the, like sunflowers too able to sense (laughs) and respond to stimuli that would be like being (laughs) a fly trap or like move that's true they move towards the sun like plants in general (laughs) you're not an animal yeah micro I still have faith in myself. But um, water bears are segmented micro animals. So, yeah. So what if you get reincarnated into a water bear? They're keeping on with the pig thing. Oh, wait, no. That's not it. They're also called moss piglets, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Are we... (laughs) Hey, they're both animals. We're there. How did we get here? We're getting better and better. So, is reincarnation real? It's like I'm, I'm killing this because now I'm just going back to it and I'm just going off on a weird tangent. And first of all, first of all, we're not meeting like what's in a religious the, What are the like parameters tells you where to you go, reincarnation? That's also uh, would mm -hmm. that's one thing you know one question that i always had about like afterlife okay so you know when you get married you say like till death do us part (laughs) boom boom (laughs) (laughs) um no i don't know (laughs) say like until death (laughs) so like when you die you're not with that person mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. 
I I know what you're talking about. Like, let's say that there's like heaven and hell afterwards, right? So then you're a good person. Um, you got married, then your yeah, let's like say your wife died, married, and then you got remarried that. afterwards, and then let's There's say you guys all meet up in heaven. Like, how does that situation work out? If I'm gonna follow this train of thought, I don't know. I guess because if you're a soul, you probably say, do you get to get your freak on? <laughs> I don't know. You're not supposed to have if that's let's the case, say carnal the desires anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you die <laughs> do you are you expected to continue to be together after death player you're playing the field thank you panky i don't know about adulthood maybe you're just a player <laughs> they're playing the field get some hanky panky are you a slut? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you arrive at? <laughs> right. Me too. I guess I can say that. Uh, if you say that this is a I guess just believe in thing, what you want to believe, I guess. In this case, I can entertain an idea. Like, mm, yeah, maybe. If you say it's a hoax, I'll say, mm, yeah. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's Prove it. it. For today, <laughs> we learned. A- yeah. I feel like every <laughs> time You're I just. What do you say? Your what? Show more and more of my uh, dumbness. Dumbness. Dumb. <laughs> Me too. My dumbness. No, it's not. It's not dumb. Dumbness. Is dumbness even a word? <laughs> it's not. Wait, sure is it silent? That? Dumb. Okay, so yeah, dumbness. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> like cookie crumbs. The B is How about the word crumb? Even like crumb. British people don't say the do you, B and do you they say the everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yo, yo, yo. Okay, so let me tell you. When I was in middle school, yeah. right? Um, so first, you know, Spanish was my first language, right? I didn't learn English mm-hmm. until I started kindergarten. Um. So then, you know, I was in ESL until third grade, fourth grade, something like that. But then somehow, you know, I was, I was doing well. I was learning oh, and everything. And then no. in third grade, I, I won my class's you. spelling bee. Uh-huh. So I was going to be like the rep for my class, right? And it was in front of the whole school. It was a small <laughs> school, right? So, but then like I was there and like, you know, it's already like nerve wracking. And then also like me, English. <laughs> No bueno. Well, it was good, but like not. I don't know how I got there in third grade. Um, (laughs) I peaked. I peaked way too soon. (laughs) Um, And then I think I got the first word right, and then the second word came around, and it was crumb. And (laughs) I had never heard this word before. 
Because in, in what context would I... Clothes. First of all, we didn't we even bread, like, really bread, eat bread. snacks at home because dad was very like, you know, anti-snack, right? <laughs> like, true. You know what I'm talking about. No, but <laughs> we never... Yeah, yeah, but okay. like, we don't <laughs> use English at home. And like, we never talk about crumbs. Exactly. So in, I had never heard the you word. Not familiar with it, let's say. Or I've never like seen the word spelled most i think i'm pr- I'm pretty sure i've probably heard the word but i've never seen the word spelled right yeah so then like i was like uh-huh and then like i got the definition for it i think and then i was Crumbs. like okay crumb c-r-u-m You're crumb <laughs> crumb and then they're like, oh, you're out. And I was like, what? <laughs> Mind you, this is in front of the whole school. Like, all my classmates saw that. They're probably like, what the hell? How did I lose to this girl? Oh, sad. <laughs> and that was when you peaked? Crumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very sad. <laughs> no, I peaked in eighth grade. Because I got third honors. And then, yeah, and then, then that's when I peaked. Actually, no, 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 no. Sorry, I peaked. I peaked oh, my um sec- in the beginning of my second semester of freshman year of high school. High school, yeah, because you left me after that, and then my grades were never the same again. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, but like legit, that was like those were like the best grades. I had like A pluses like throughout. <laughs> legit and that's never happened since oh the depression's wow. got to me i'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> you will always remember yeah i think most people <clears throat> know how to spell the word crumb but crumb so like then that's life a life lesson i carry else. to this day <laughs> i know how to spell the word crumb <laughs> <laughs> You should know by now. <laughs> I should know by now. Yeah, like remembering I'm what an animal you. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking for a second, like, oh, maybe if I had my kid here, I could ask him. <laughs> He's such a nerd. The future of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, expand on the topic. <laughs> He'll give you, like, the dictionary definition. Legit, that that word I had never seen it written before, so I was like, "Huh?" Like that's when you know that I you used were to, you know, that that's how I knew how to spell words like by reading. Words, like, you know, you can read them and you can find out like little like words that how they're spelled in, like daily life, and it's like you don't know that one. It's, it happens to my kids too, like in Japanese, like they can speak Japanese, but they're like some words that it's like you don't know that word, and it's because at home yeah. we don't we speak English, so it's like those little mm-hmm. words that are kind of meaningless it's like i haven't heard of that and it's like how can you live without hearing that word it's kind of because like, we don't use it at home you know? yeah <laughs> it's like that as you said like we don't talk about crumbs yeah yeah how much am i gonna have to edit out <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah okay so i'll see you good night <laughs> good a lot have a good day yeah Good night. I mean, good afternoon. Wait, have a good day. (laughs) Bye.
So that was it for today, and I wonder what you think about reincarnation or the afterlife or the whatever is out there. That sounds like I'm talking about aliens, but I mean about you know what happens after you die. Let me know on、um, my Instagram. You can write to me there, and、uh, it is it got weird that podcast. And you can also write to me at my email, which is agotweird.podcast at gmail.com. You can also tell me any suggestions you might have for a topic or anything, really. Yeah.、Um, well, this has been today's episode. I am Elise, and thank you, Carol, for joining me again. This has been another episode of And Then It Got Weird. Stay tuned for the next one. Bye bye.